Hi, welcome to our study of God's Word. This morning, I want to be looking at John chapter 21. I've entitled this chapter, Do You Love Me? In John, I'm going to split it up into three different uh, situations right here. Running away from God, verse 1 to 7. Running back to God, 7 to 14. Running with God, 15 to 22 is how we're going to break this chapter down. Beautiful little chapter to look at. Running away from God. The guys are going back fishing. Peter's the one that suggests it, and six guys join him. You've got seven out there fishing uh, all night long. They're being disobedient. How do we know? Matthew 28, 16. The 11 disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. Jesus says, go to Galilee. I'm going to meet you there. He didn't say, go back to fishing. Peter's taken the guys, and they've gone back to fishing. Why? Who knows? It's interesting, when you look at the book of Jonah, chapter 2 and 3, Jonah was told to go to Nineveh, the great city, cry against it, for their wickedness has come up. But Jonah rose up, fled to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, went down to Joppa, found a ship which was going to Tarshish. He decided not to do what God had called him to do, and he decided to sail away, see if I can run away from God. That's what Jonah thought. That's what Peter was doing. They're being disobedient. And if you look at verse 5, Jesus from the beach says, Children, nice name to call his guys, right? Children, do you not, you do not have any fish, do you? Jesus knew they didn't have any fish, getting them to think about it, right? You run away from God, there's no blessings. They're not going to catch anything, right? But he says, cast the net on the right-hand side of the boat and you will find. Now, you've got to think about this. He doesn't say you will find a catch. He just says, you will find. What do they find? Well, when they dropped the net in, the number of fish was so much that they couldn't haul it in. But is that what they're looking at? No. It's what he says in verse 7. It's John, you know, turning to Jesus, uh, turning to Peter and says, it's the Lord. You see, because blessings come from the Lord. It wasn't the great catch. The great catch opened their eyes to understand the thing that they really need to be looking for is God and to keep God in their lives. Running back to God, we start in the middle of chapter 7 right here. And this always threw me because, threw me, Peter threw himself into the sea, right? Who throws himself into the sea? If I'm in a boat, I'm going to jump into the sea. If I'm in a boat, I'm going to dive into the sea. I don't just throw myself into the sea. But it's similar to Jonah in chapter 1, verse 15. When the, when the storm was raging, they couldn't stop it. Jonah says, hey, throw me in and it will be calm. That's exactly what the sailors did, and the storm calmed. They threw Jonah. That's what Peter's doing. The other guys come in the boat, and when they get to shore, what do they find? Charcoal fire, fish, and bread. It's like a little banquet. This is the third time Jesus feeds everybody. He feeds the 4,000, feeds the 5,000, now he's feeding seven disciples on the beach, feeding them breakfast. Then he says, bring some of the fish you have caught. See, we're going from the physical, almost the physical into the spiritual because we're supposed to be what? Fishers of men, and here we have a banquet. Get fish men, bring them to the body. Peter drew the net to the land. Now, here's the thing you need to see right here. It's full of large fish. Not little fish, large fish. Because large fish represents what? People. It's full-grown people. You don't baptize children. You go after the adults. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 11. They shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, from the least to the 
greatest of them. You have to know your sins. You have to know Christ before you can come into the kingdom. Little kids have their own relationship with God we know nothing about. Don't worry about the little kids. Worry about yourself because you're going to be the one to set the example for the little kids to what? Follow into. So it's full of large fish. Now we have this neat little number that a lot of people like to argue over. Google 153 and see how many special properties it has. Here's the one that I like the most. Take a random number, any random number, divisible by three. Split that number into its single digits. Then take the sum of the cubes. So you cube every single digit, right? Add that together. Take that number, single digits, cube every one, add that together. Ultimately, it will end up at 153. Take 153, cube the one, cube the five, cube the three. What's the answer? 153. Neat little number. Numbers are very uh, symbolic when it comes to the Bible. Two is the power. Three is God's number. Four is the world. Five is man. Six is incomplete. Seven, perfection. Twelve, organized religion. 144,000, all the martyrs in, coming from the Roman persecution. 153, don't go crazy with it, but I think it simply represents the number of the church. We're supposed to be fishers of men. Bring them in too, they, or call it the kingdom, kingdom of God. We're supposed to be bringing them in because it's got the power of God in it because it's got the number three. Running back to God. So now they've got the 153 fish. Now this is the neat part. The net was not torn. Now you need to understand the net doesn't get torn because Jesus commanded the fish to get into the net. The fish were not trying to escape. If you go fishing with a net, the fish are going to try to get away because they're trapped. These fish were trying to get into the net. You don't try to trap people to get them into the body of Christ. You share the gospel, the good news. If they want to have a relationship with God, they're going to want to get in. If you've got to work hard to convince them, if you've got to drag them up to the waters of the, of the baptistry, forget it. They still need some teaching. They haven't been what? Convicted. If you're not convicted... How can you become a Christian? You can't force anybody into it. Read John chapter 3 concerning that one. Now let's talk about running with God. This is the key to the chapter. This is the, the, the best part. And this is Jesus after breakfast. Now he turns to Simon Peter. And note what he says to him. Simon. Simon, the word, the name, means hearing. Right? Peter means stone, little rock. He changes Simon to Peter at the very beginning in John chapter 1. Now he's going back to Simon. Why? Because Simon wasn't a hearer. He didn't listen to Jesus. Jesus says, you're going to deny me three times. Oh, I'm not going to deny you three times. I am going to die for you. Peter denies him three times. Peter, uh, I'm going up to Jerusalem and I'm going to die. Lord, heaven forbid, you are never going to die. That's not how the scriptures read. Get behind me, Satan. You're not listening. That's the way Peter was, right? So he's saying, are you listening, right? Simon, son of Jonah, Jonah, let's take it back to the prophet Jonah, because you're running away from me. Do you agape me more than these? Do you love me more than these disciples? A month ago, Peter said, absolutely. You know I love you more than these guys. That's not what he says. Yes, you know I phileo you. Then feed my lambs. Now, a lot of commentaries will say, oh, well, John's just using agape and phileo. Well, you can say that all you want, but if you really want to understand what he's trying to say here, you need to see there's a big difference between agape, committed, love, intellectual, 
decided love, phileo is just friendship. And he's saying, are you committed to me? Well, how can he be committed? He was just running away on a boat. He's the son of Jonah, right? And now Peter, or should I say Simon, for the first time is listening, he says, well, you know I like you. Feed my lambs. Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape? The second time. Yes, you know I like you. Shepherd my sheep. The third time, Jesus says, do you phileo? Okay, Simon, do you, do you like me? And, and Peter was very upset because he asked him the third time, do you like me? Yes, Lord, you know I, I like you. Feed my sheep. This is so important to understand the difference between agape and phileo. Because Peter's admitting he only liked Christ, which is the same thing we need to do. Because you don't agape. See, to agape Christ, one has to grow into Christ. And now to understand this lesson, he's saying, okay, you like me? Feed the sheep. You like me? Feed the lambs. You like me? Tend the sheep. Shepherd the sheep. How do I grow from phileo to agape? By taking care of God's people. Love is action, action towards God's people, and you grow in this. And Simon knew he was only in the like. He's already running away. And Jesus says, okay, you want to get past like and you want to get into something? Then get to work for me. And all you have to do is what? Feed. Feed the lambs, feed the sheep. Matthew 25, 35 to 40 is the, the judgment of the sheep and the goats. That's the church, right? And he was saying to the sheep, I was hungry and thirsty and naked and sick in prison, and you visited me. And the righteous said, oh, when did we see you in all of this? And he says, when you did it to the least of these brothers, you did it to me. And then he'll say, goodbye, goats, because I was hungry and thirsty, and you didn't visit me. And they said, when did we see that? And he says, to the least of these. You see, the church is condemned if it doesn't have love for itself, if we don't take care of one another. The world is not condemned for that. So the goats can't be the world. The world the world is condemned because they do not know God and haven't obeyed the gospel. But once you're into the kingdom, you're judged based on do you have faith, do you have hope, and do you have love? Agape is action. John 13, 34, love one another. How? By feeding lambs, shepherding sheep, feed the sheep. We grow into agape by action. And then Peter turns and sees John. And he says, well, what about this guy? And Jesus responds, well, what's that to you? Do not measure yourself to others. Measure yourself to Christ at the cross by examining yourself at the Lord's table. That's what you need to do. And you need to ask yourself, do I agape Christ or do I only phileo? And it's good to have an honest answer by saying, yes, I only phileo you, Lord, but I want to agape. Then feed the sheep, tend the lambs, shepherd the sheep. That's a great commission coming out of John 21. Thank you.